everyone. Welcome to episode three of After the Movie. Uh, I've since I chose the movie for uh, this week. I guess I'll be the one hosting this, even though Martin's the one actually hosting the Zoom session here. Uh, my name's Dane. Anybody else want to introduce themselves? You're supposed you, to you introduce do that. Dane. <laughs> you lazy uh, bastard. You had one job. I'm already fucking up. Uh, we also got Paul. Hey, Gordon. guys. How are you? Martin? Martin. <laughs> Quinn? Yeah, I'm here. And uh, Mo. Hey, guys. No, no video feed on me today, so just my audio. But hopefully I sound better. All and right. Full name. A little fishbully, but a lot better. <laughs> so will <laughs> have to do. <laughs> uh, as uh, as I said at the very last second of last week's episode, uh, the movie that we're going to be talking about for this episode today is the Friends of Eddie Coyle. Um, I got around to watching that about maybe like four ish days ago. So. Um, I'm gonna try and remember everything that I could of it. Uh, hopefully, uh, Mo, you said you got around to watching it last night, right? Yeah, and I took notes, even though took there was notes. no point because this movie was so dumb. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and remember what I can. <laughs> I, hope, I hope everybody has as pointed an opinion on this movie as Mo does here. <laughs> Don't worry, no opinion. worries there, Dane. Yeah, I got <laughs> so let's jump right into it then uh overall what did everyone think of the friends of eddie coyle yeah i'll feel that one day and i thought it sucked <laughs> <laughs> it was, i mean it was it was better than moonstruck but uh oh no it was not oh I yeah have to agree with martin not yeah i don't moonstruck. i don't think it was better than i moonstruck. mean it, it depends on what what you're going for like if you wanted to feel like a recently divorced uh one bedroom apartment uh watching it on like a 1970s television set it gives you the perfect feeling for that well, yeah because everyone's all muddled and you can't hear a damn thing and that was just awful and the story doesn't do anything am i supposed to care about these characters because i sure don't no, the main okay. guy's just a rat and he just acts like a rat and you're just hoping like he gets his the so, whole movie. So he is a rat. I, I oh, miss definitely I missed, a rat. Like everything in this. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did it was so think... hard to pay attention. I got. I rented it yesterday. <laughs> I fell asleep once. Got distracted three more times before I finally finished this stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here, here, here's the movie real quick. Dylan, the bald guy, is what or was used to be a friend of Eddie. So mm -hmm. he's working with the feds. Um, Dylan pretty much masterminds the whole thing to get Eddie caught in the first place and then makes him work with the feds to rat out all of his friends. And then he frames Eddie to get a hit put out on him. And then the feds pretty much hire Dylan to kill Eddie. And then that's it. The feds don't hire him. The mob does. Yeah, the mob hires oh. him to kill Eddie. Oh, okay. But then he gets away with it at the end. Well, yeah. And the Peter FBI Boyle, guy and that Dylan, or no, 
there's an FBI guy and then there's a mob guy and they both look the same and you can't tell them apart and it's really, really frustrating. And they That's all true. deliver just a deadpan delivery and Peter Boyle is basically just playing his role in Young Frankenstein because that's how much emotion is put into it. <laughs> Peter Boyle has a very interesting life. He was best man at John Lennon's uh, wedding to Yoko Ono. I believe this goes into this scary. goes into the banter section, Quinn. Oh, I believe okay. I don't know. Okay. Does, does Martin being uh what who's the main character in this, Dane? What's the actor's name? Eddie. Uh Robert Mitchum. Okay. Does Robert, Robert Mitchum and his Irish wife? I think Martin is just jealous that he that that's his life. I oh, mean, he God. just comes home. Lene's got potatoes boiling for him. <laughs> I loved that Kiss scene. Her. That was so good. Oh, no. It's the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> it's just in the morning. We got to have sex yet, you horny bastard. <laughs> get away from me or I'll get out the broom. <laughs> I'll sit down and eat your potato. <laughs> Any time of day is good for a potato. But yeah, so <laughs> it was just true words have never been spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Any time of day is right for a potato. So, <laughs> so I'm interested in what Dane's take on this since he's he requested the movie or suggested the movie. And mm-hmm. I real quick, I think this is similar to how you always look at movies, which is character driven and it's only character development, and the storylines got awful. And you all, it's like, um, what, do the right thing. It reminded me of that. Really? Yeah. In, in just in the way the narrative, the way the movie was very character driven. Here's the thing this movie, right? I had only heard good things about it from some people whose opinions of movies I hold in very high esteem, right? Um, Apparently, uh, A.O. Scott uh, had it as one of uh, one of his favorite movies that he watched. He made a video about it a couple years back. And uh, I wanted to watch uh, – I, I enjoyed some of these older actors, Robert Mitchum, Mitchum being the other one uh, – being the one uh, I wanted to see because of how well he did uh, Max Caddy – or Katie in uh, Cape Fear. And how he is a he great it. actor. I agree, Dane. He's a great actor. This movie, there's, it's all, it's all about double crosses in this movie. It's not about, um, like, trying to find redemption. There's no, like, real good character arc about it. And um, I, the only thing that I could think of as I was watching is that this movie was, like, one of those super machismo 70s movies that like you probably would have seen at uh some cd theater by yourself like thinking to yourself man this I is a fucking nice one <laughs> and i don't know what it is about like the yeah, 70s because it doesn't have like music and i think it's like with the fall of the studio system it's like they stopped like using like their musical soundtracks and i don't know if that was just to like save money if that's just like a cheap out 70s thing or if it's not, because it do- it doesn't have a soundtrack. I mean, it's just got like that seventies like porn music. In the it's, got, it's got like the, yeah, Star- <laughs> the Starsky and Hutch thing every time yeah. anything it, happens. I I I will say that that Starsky and Hutch just very seventies uh, soundtrack that happened like for ten seconds at a time at random parts of the movie definitely like took me out of watching it the entire like as the movie was going on. But at no point did I ever think to myself like, man, I really am 
mad at myself for choosing this, for actually wa wanting to watch this. I thought, personally, it was a quality movie. Well, and I, I think see... that I can speak for Beggs and say that Beggs and I were upset with watching this for you. <laughs> <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we let Beggs speak for himself? Beggs, what did you think? No, uh, no, the... we don't have to hear what Beggs thinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I kind of I just, I don't know. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. It kind of gives me the, the feel of uh, kind of how I felt watching Scarface but it's definitely not as good of a movie as Scarface. Just the production value kind of felt production like... Production value is lower, but I don't like Scarface. I'm oh. not a fan of Scarface either, actually. Neither am I. I kill... I, I stomp at you cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a quote. <laughs> it's something like that. Is, yeah, I... <laughs> Is I bury them cockroaches. I, think. <laughs> oh, I bury those cockroaches. <laughs> I buy those mouse traps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say it in a really fake, over the top Cuban accent. That's right for Scarface. I eat that a chinchilla. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pose a question to you guys here. For a movie called The Friends of Eddie Coyle. Why do you suppose it was called that? Because from my viewing, my viewpoint of it, nobody was friendly towards one another at all in the entire thing. Why, why do you suppose that was the name of it? So I, I think, think it's because Eddie Coyle knew a lot of people and people that he dealt with closely. Oh, sorry, there's Noodle. <laughs> <laughs> Noodle wasn't a fan of that line. <laughs> But I think that, that you, you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said it's all about the double cross. So it's all these people that he presumed to be friends of his. Things that he thought was going to help him out. And it's all about the double cross in the end. Hmm. See, I think that it was a good movie in that it was like about double crossing. And I like that it's all about like anti-heroes. Like there's no good guy in this. It's all villains. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it was just poorly executed. Like if it had been a movie with more development and better dialogue or just like actual dialogue instead of just people kind of talking at each other occasionally, I think it would have been better. Like, I, but I also thought it was somewhat predictable. I saw the, coming a mile away that Peter Boyle was going to be the guy who ended up double crossing everybody who was like working for the feds, who was going to like go behind his back and cut a deal for himself. Yeah, but Quinn, don't you think that we should look at it through somewhat 1970s eyes, where maybe something now that's become kind of contrite is something that might have been new then? I mean, if we're talking about an older movie, then yeah, we might see it coming because it might be a common story. Yeah, arc. so I think that any amount that that's true, because you do have to look at it through like how you'd see it in 1973, but I think that it still was on the rollout, it was just lacking. Like, even then, it, it could have been done better. Well, aren't these, like, double-cross scenarios with the mob and the FBI and everything else? Doesn't it, like, go back to film noir? Isn't it, like, a really old story to tell? I, I think and, so, but I think that it's more in the execution that, that Quinn was talking about, or at least I thought, uh, you know, the story execution, that he saw it coming because of how they were telling this particular story. Um, I mean, I think the idea, I think you're right, Martin, I think the idea of a double cross and mobs and mob and feds and all that stuff was, uh, is, is a pretty old story. But I, I think that, I think that 
the execution of this one, I'd have to agree with Quinn, is kind of poor. All right. Well, that's, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as as far as the title goes, I think it's just like an irony thing because these, like the people that he's ratting out are, sorry, Eddie is ratting out are people that I assumed were probably his acquaintances and may have helped him out sometime with his, you know, growing up within the mob system. And then this was his way to, you know, get the old man's dream of going to Florida. He has to rat these acquaintances out in order to get there. Hmm. This makes me think over to, I think probably my favorite movie of all time, uh, Goodfellas, which every one of us has seen. Uh, At the very end of that one, Henry Hill had very much the same idea, definitely for other reasons. Uh, He, at the end of uh, Goodfellas, was pretty much a marked man. Uh, Unlike, like, he didn't get into that circumstance the same way Eddie got himself into that same circumstance. Mm. But I can almost guarantee that every one of you guys would say the Goodfellas in the way Henry Hill had his downfall was a lot better than Eddie Coyle had his downfall. Well, yeah, is that yeah. safe to assume? Eddie Coyle was what up for, they said like two years. That's what he was going to be going away for. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. And it was just his pride that stopped him from doing the time like a man. That's right. why he turned into a rat. Right. It wasn't like Henry Hill I mean, well, first of all, it's based on a true-to-life story, you know, and, and it's my understanding that it's fairly accurate, so that automatically changes it a little bit for Goodfellas, but Henry Hill at the end, he says to justify his rat behavior that it's because they were going to kill him to keep him from testifying, so he testified to keep him from killing him. You know, it's kind of a chase-your-tail kind of situation, <laughs> but, but, but Eddie Coyle was not looking at heavy time it seems more like he's just a coward who's trying to take the easy way out because he's too prideful to have his wife go on welfare and he's you know or go back to work or do any of these things so i'm gonna rat on these people and trade i think he's trying to do like criminal logic too it's like um because he's trying to sell out like some kid um who's like who's like new to the like the gun market the the downtrodden like gun market and he doesn't sell out uh joe green i don't know that actor's name but he was just fresh from the i'm joe green i was making bones while you were in diapers from the godfather mm-hmm. no uh mo green mo green mo green not joe green yeah <laughs> me and alex are doing really good with the quotes today <laughs> that was mo green wasn't it holy shit yeah yeah it was mo green. It's, it's fresh from the godfather i think um, his name is like alex Rocco or something like that. It's yeah, not yeah, Alex Rocco. Well, anyway, hey, he Rocco. didn't rat. <laughs> oh, Rocco! He didn't, <laughs> he didn't rat out like he didn't rat out Rocco. I think that's what, just what we'll call him now. He didn't rat out Rocco. <laughs> he, he was like supposed to like still have like some kind of you know honor amongst thieves, I guess. No, because he mm. talks about it how it's only because he's gonna kill him if he rats him out. He can't do time if he rats out Rocco, and he just oh, he decides yeah. to do the, it. Yeah, and at the end, he does decide to do it. Yeah, you're right. He's just a jerk. A jerk. 
The jerk Eddie Coyle. Yeah. Is a dirty rat. It should be called Eddie Coyle has no friends. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't deserve it either. (laughs) He's a tattletale. (laughs) Rat bastard. So I I know Martin loved the the star rating last episode. So Martin, how would you give us your stars for this? (laughs) Okay, I'd say it's a one star, and I'd give it a do not watch recommendation. All right. Oh, yeah, we're going to start doing that from now on. We're going to give our uh, watch or do not watch, because there's some bad movies. Martin, why don't you explain, because it was your idea. Um, I didn't hear about this idea. Well, just because the star ratings, you can have a five-star movie and obviously want to recommend it. But if it's a one-star movie, that really you just need to watch because of how bad it is or because of the weirdness of it or anything like that. Hmm. You can, you can give it a, a go ahead and watch once or buy it or whatever. All right. All right. So, okay. So then Alex is up next with the star rating and the do not watch or watch it. Well, it should come as no surprise uh, based on my appraisal that I give it a five-star rating and a strong (laughs) recommendation to watch. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and give this one a one-star and say do not watch. Quinn? uh, I'm going to have to follow up on that and say that, yeah, I would say one-star unless you're, like, super into films and you just want to see if you have Dane's reasoning. (laughs) <laughs> then maybe just give it a watch to just see what it's about. But if you just like want to be entertained, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, uh, I think for the same reasons as Quinn just mentioned, I would I would say it's worth a watch, um, especially if you want to see it the way uh, Dane has explained. But I would, I think I'm, I'm going to give it a two-star rating just because I looked at my rating for Moonstruck, which was one, and this was much better than Moonstruck. Hey. So wrong. <laughs> at least one person in the group enjoyed it a little bit more than everybody else. <laughs> Personally, I'd give it, I would give it, I'd give it a three out of five. I wasn't expecting anything that's going to be life-changing, just sort of like a, a, it, this was another movie that was going to be added to another notch on the belt, so to speak, that I've been wanting to watch for a while, and this was the first one that came up to mind. I'd say watch it. Just, like, don't expect anything super crazy, especially for a 70s crime movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was just okay to me. And thank God it's over. that being said that being said uh right now we're just going to be playfully bantering about this that and everything else right yeah what did i bring up as banter banter? stringently we need to stick to the outline but yeah (laughs) (laughs) do it do it now (laughs) um how do we pick so, the next movie? Yeah, that was that, that was another what I was going to just bring up. If we're not going to be like strictly adherent to it, who's choosing next? And uh, if you want to say what it is going to be, say it now or save it to the very end, depending so on. So I where propose 
I've got an idea on this. I think that we can stick with the established order so far. So we'll go with a rotation of Martin and then Dane. Mm-hmm. And then I, I never, think that I never picked Moonstruck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think that. <laughs> and then I it's think on Dane, tape, Martin. Don't even try that. Nah, nah, Dane, you I'm should fine. pick one of the three of us. Um, and then whoever you pick, we'll pick the next one. And then obviously we'll have the last one. And then we can just cycle through that rotation. That's okay. my proposal. I want to add to that too, though, because I I like that. That was going to be the idea that I suggest as well. But I think Martin has a good one for, um, you know, after everybody has already picked and a possible wild card pick. Martin, would you like to enlighten them? That is the oh, I had a name for it. What the wheel of the wheel of terrible picks or something like? That. <laughs> <laughs> Spin oh the wheel the wheel of obscure picks. So maybe ooh. maybe like in Halloween or something, we should just pick all the movies that we all gave one star to the majority gave one star to and spin it so that what we have to rewatch it is <laughs> oh god we could do well, a we could a do a theme movie like that. <laughs> i mean we could all episode around halloween or, or, yeah. Christmas or something like that where we live stream <laughs> while we're watching Ooh. it real time i like that that. that that could be down the road <laughs> yeah. i've got i think i've got like a good i've got a good one picked out i think think well, so Dan, i've given it some thought Dane, pick the next person, and then we'll go on from there. <laughs> all right, all right. So, of the three of you, is Quinn the only one that has one right now that he could say? I got one. I do not. Do not? Okay. <laughs> Hold up. All right. Oh, yeah. We're going we to flip go. a coin here. Oh, right? yes. Love Wait, it. what kind of coin is that? Is that's a, This is a 100 yen. Oh, that's 100 a 100 yen. yen. I like oh, that. Yeah, so there's... You can't There's cheat the those. Flower those. Set. This is the flower side, right? <laughs> That's the 100 side, right? Okay, what do you want, Bags? Flowers or 100? Uh, I'm going to go with the 100s. Okay, I'll take the 100s. Here we go. Boom, Bags, you got it. <laughs> Yes, in your face! In your fucking face! Bangs, what, what are we going to be watching? I'm just kidding, Quinn. Uh, so I, I wanted to, since nobody else wants to do the way that I pick, I, I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to pick an actor from the Friends of Eddie Coyle. Okay. Uh, we're going to go with Robert Mitchum. who was Eddie himself, but he is not an actor in this movie that I'm picking. He is the narrator. And it is a film that my father has been talking about since I was seven or five, maybe five and have not seen yet. This is uh, tombstone. Oh, the, the, the Western with Val Kilmer and Val Kilmer and uh, fucking Kurt Russell and shit. Correct. Oh, baby. oh right. boy! Have I watched that, that one? <laughs> All right, mate is from 1993. With oh yeah, Russell, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton. <laughs> yeah, look at Bill it. Paxton's dead. Charles All those guys Heston. you can crush on hardcore. Oh, those, yeah. are, those are oh, super yeah. sad folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's an it's... all-star cast. <laughs> Keep going, Paul. Charlton Heston, and then uh, Billy Bob Thornton, and. Robert Mitchum is the narrator. Some I didn't other know people Robert Mitchum was the narrator. I did notice his I, deep voice when I was watching the movie. 
Well, Quinn, well, he's the guy from El Dorado. El Dorado. He's a drunk. El Dorado. Wait, El Dorado. I can't even see Quinn's face. What is that? Oh yeah, I'm behind it. I didn't. I didn't set up my other camera. I'm behind the mic. It's either face or mic. I figured this is a podcast, so I went mic. <laughs> Get that stupid camera up, Quinn. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Dell puts their camera in the stupidest spot. It's below. It's not on oh. top of the screen. Oh. So, yeah, I've uh, I've been using one, another one, another laptop, right here, and I've know I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's Shit the same the kind that I've got. It's stupidest. so stupid. It's, it's the dumbest thing you could ever do. The get. dumbest thing. It, <laughs> for people like me that have double chins, it's the absolute worst position to have a fucking camera put. It just goes right up I your nose. You, you don't have, have a double chin. Hey, you, you got a potato for a chin. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how big of a compliment that is for Mike. <laughs> God, I'd kill for a potato chin like this. <laughs> Martin is eating. Martin's still waiting on his dinner. He's, I'm he's very hungry right now. Very hungry. What kind of potato uh, Ooh, I would love it. I wish. Not Damn. right now. We're having black bean burgers tonight. Ooh. Ooh. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Vegetarian. Something yeah. of the okay. homosexual persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> slam, some, slam some cheese in the middle of those. Oh, yeah. Really getting, some feta, up, baby. getting some feta cheese and some pickled red onions on top. Oh, yeah. oh baby. Oh, no, you don't need that. So, on a brioche bun. Nope, really good. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I, I'm having peanut chicken tonight for dinner. Ooh, peanut chicken. Oh, wow. Very Thai of you. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you guys can't see because my camera's not working, but I'm quite Thai. I'm full blooded <laughs> Taiwanese. <laughs> quite um, Thai. <laughs> Has anyone uh, actually seen Tombstone? Not to, to just go back to that for uh, just a second. Has anyone I, else in the group seen that movie yet? I was gonna ask oh, yeah. my I was gonna ask my memory. Mo, have I seen that movie? <laughs> no, sides told you to watch it, but you haven't seen it yet. Well, what's the western that I watched? Then? <laughs> <laughs> there was one. Is, is it the one where that it ends and it has like a guy outside of his house with a grave and his wife died or something? <laughs> like a horse in it or something? It has the little. Scrolling letters on it, you know. Probably I think like, you're thinking of Star Wars. I think the <laughs> scrolling letters at the beginning. Oh, oh the Western. Everyone, everyone always <laughs> confuses Star Wars for a great Western from back is, in the day. I know it is a space like a, Western. This guy in a black suit <laughs> had a cape. Martin, you you know, we'll talk about it next week. But you may have seen it with that description. There's uh, there's some similarities. It's not true to Tombstone though. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're hitting some chords that could be correct. Wait, um, you, is Clint Eastwood at it? No, no, he is not. No, okay, no I didn't see it. Uh, Unforgiven. That's what I was thinking. Unforgiven. Uh, what a what a great movie. <laughs> yep. What a great movie. Well, yes, I have seen Tombstone. But I had I'm, I'm pretty stoked stone. about this one. <laughs> um, I wanted to bring up since uh, hurry it up, to, What's that? Hurry it up. Right, Less right, than a minute. <laughs> um, so, for everybody who was not part of the group here, uh, there was a possibility that we would have had to switch out the movie because not everybody was going to be able to watch Eddie Coyle with money and everything, right? So, uh, I gave an alternate movie 
which was free on Prime, right? Uh, that one's called Bone Tomahawk, which also happens to be another Western uh, involving Kurt Russell as one of the main actors. Did anybody happen to catch that one in the during the week, or was I the only one? Nope. I did not the watch only that, one. No. Negative. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep my thoughts on that one until everybody else watches it before. The lights place are fresh and it had dice in the mirror. And then I can say that this camp is rare. Said, nah, man, forget it, home to Bel Pulled up to the house about seven or eight and yelled to the cabbie home. Stay later, looked my kingdom, I was finally there. Sitting on my throne. Prince of Bel Air.